Coming to you from the North Devon coast, this is Coaching Radio, the sound of success. Well, hi and welcome to Coaching Radio, the sound of success with me, Dave Baxter from Alton Image Life Coaching. And uh, I'd also like to welcome our listeners from Cauldron FM because this will be going out on there as a show in the Coaching Cauldron series. So first of all, I'd like to wish you a very happy new year. Um, Hope that everything went well for you over the Christmas period and the new year time. This particular first part of the show is going to be one where I ask you seven questions. Those seven questions are designed to lead you to the answers that uh, will help you make an incredible impact on the 2012 year and make it work for you instead of you working for the year. So what I'd like you to do, first of all, is to go and grab yourself a pen and a piece of paper. And I want you to uh, come back to me after this piece of music, and then we'll go into these seven questions. So off you go. Thank you. 
Okay, well, I presume now you've got a, the required pen and paper. So let's run through these questions. And first of all, question one is, what went really well over the last year? Even if you didn't achieve anything that you set out to do, there were probably some highlights in the year. So I want you to list those. So let's repeat that. What things really went well over the last year? Question two, why did it go well? Rarely do people think about why things happen. Be sure to examine this. Okay, question two, why did it go well? Question three, how can you do more of it? So in other words, amplify your success. Okay, question three, how can you do more of it? Question four, this is where you've got to start being honest. What could have gone better? Now, I don't want you to spend a lot of time on this, but find the top three areas where there's room for improvement. Okay, so that's your question four. What could have gone better? Question five. What are you going to do differently this year? What are you going to stop doing completely, outsource, or get better at in 2012? What are you going to do differently this year? Question six. What would make the coming year give it a score of a total of 10? A total 10 for results and a total 10 for fun and enjoyment. Because you've got to enjoy the ride, haven't you, of course. So, what would make the coming year a total 10? And question seven. What could make achieving a total 10 faster and easier? Um, what would you do to shortcut the achievement curve, that's it, so that you get to the good stuff even faster? Maybe you could hire somebody new, make some good connections, or something else. What could you do to make achieving a total 10 faster and easier? Now, if you're in business, let's say you are, why don't you set some specific goals, such as how many new customers do I want? What are my monthly revenue targets going to be? What's the revenue and total go and profit goal? What specific accomplishments am I aiming for, such as writing a book, hosting a live event, etc.? And you can extrapolate from that questions that you can ask yourself in your particular situation so that you've got things that are specific that you want to do. And let's all work together to make 2012 the best year we possibly can. So that's the start. That's the seven questions that I would ask myself and I would like you to ask yourself about how can you make 2012 your year, the year that you are really going to crush the opposition and make it a year of success. I'm going to go off to a piece of music now.
And when we come back, I'll delve into the next thing, which is something that's really, really close to my heart, and that is uh, confidence building.
I'm Emma, and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Coaching Radio. Hi, and welcome back to the Coaching Cauldron or Coaching Radio, whichever one you're listening to, with me, Dave Baxter, from Altered Image Life Coaching. And in this part of the show, I want to revisit in greater detail something that we have covered on a previous broadcast, the topic of self-confidence. When I first began my life in the world of serious entertainment, I found that I used to get physical symptoms which manifest themselves terribly before I went on stage. And the sort of things I'm talking about are dry mouth, nervous cough, butterflies in my stomach, sweating hands, etc. And also at the risk of appearing slightly indelicate, an urge to visit the loo many, many times before going on stage. Um, so much so that we began to call this particular affliction the ten past sevens because it always started about 20 minutes before curtain up and in the world of amateur theatre and sometimes in the world of professional theatre um, shows usually kick off about 7.30 basically the, there was not just me that was afflicted with this there were several people in our group and we thought it might be a good idea to speak to our tutor about this problem. Whilst we did, she listened very, very intently. She never said a word. And we told her about the symptoms, um, using our somewhat graphic illustrations, of course. And she thought for a moment, and she simply said, Welcome to the world of the entertainer. Which seemed a bit odd at that particular time to us. But uh, apparently, as we found out in later years, it's something that afflicts a lot of people within our industry. And she went on to um, do something which we began to call her fame moment after the popular television series. She continued to say that if those feelings ever stop, it's time to stop being an entertainer because that is the price we pay for our chosen path. However, all wasn't lost, because she then explained that there were ways to minimise these symptoms and to make these pre-performance symptoms less uncomfortable, in particular, the butterflies in the stomach. So what I'd like to do now is just to go through what she taught us, the worlds of wisdom that she gave us that helped and certainly do help in calming down these jittery tummies that you get. And it's not just in the field of entertainment. If you out there in the big wild listener world ever suffer from nerves, it may be that you're going for a job interview. It may be that you're going to meet the prospective in-laws or something like that for the first time. Um, and you'll get overtaken by the ten past sevens. And here is a way to combat what's going on and help you calm you down and bring you back down to a more level place. Um, so first of all, what I want you to do is I want you to sit down. Um, obviously, if you're not already doing so, that is. And I want you to go through this exercise with me because I think you'll find it very, very useful and you will notice an effect from it. So if you sit down and I want you to concentrate on your toes right and I want you to notice the fact that your toes are there I want you to wiggle them about a little bit and now 
allow them to become very, very heavy. So heavy that you can't actually move them off the floor. And as that feeling of heaviness, that weightiness, actually spreads through your toes, I want you to make it spread along through your feet. So that your feet feel really, really heavy. And allow that feeling to spread through your ankles. And now your feet and your ankles and your toes feel like lead weights. And I want you to now allow that to spread up your calves. So your bottom half of your legs is becoming really, really heavy. Through your knees and into your thighs. And again, allow it to spread up. And notice the heaviness, the, the real dull, lumpy, really heavy weight that's there. And through your pelvic region, so that everything from your pelvis, from your waist downwards, is really, really heavy. And then allow it to spread upwards through your solar plexus to your waist and upwards, upwards through your chest to your shoulders. And you feel really, really heavy. The whole of your trunk and your legs feel really, really heavy. And then allow it to spread down your arms. First of all, down to your elbows, through your elbows down your forearms, through your wrists, into your hands, and to your fingers, so that now your arms, your trunk, your legs, and your feet are so, so heavy. But it doesn't stop there, because now I want you to start to spread that feeling through your neck, up your neck, to the base of your skull. And you feel that area really, really heavy. And now it spreads into your face and your jaw becomes heavy. Your cheeks become heavy. Your mouth becomes heavy. Your ears, even your hair becomes heavy. Until it fills your head. So now the whole of your body is just like one great heavy mass of lead you can't move it's so so heavy now hold that for a moment or two good now I want you to start to take it out in the reverse order so from the top of your head I want you to remove the lead weight feeling and with it as it goes it starts to take away all the feelings of nervousness that you may have had. All the butterflies. Out through your neck. Down your neck to your shoulders. Starting at your fingertips. Allow the lead to disappear, the heavy weight to disappear from your fingers, from your hands, from your wrists. Up your forearms, to your elbows. Back up as far as your shoulders so it all meets together. And more of the butterflies, more of the nerves have disappeared. Now your chest becomes free. And down through your waist, through past your solar plexus, to your hips, your pelvic region. And everything becomes lighter, freer. The butterflies are going. The nervousness is going. Your tops of your legs are becoming loose and free. 
your knees, your calves, back to your ankles, all gone, all light, free. And then through your feet. And finally, the last bit goes out of your toes and you can wiggle them about again. And now you should find that all the nervousness has gone, or it's certainly diminished a lot. Um, the butterflies have gone and you are feeling far more relaxed and about whatever's going to be involving you in the next few minutes. So that is just a little technique and something that I have used on many, many, many occasions. Um, thanks to my drama tutor, a lady called Dot Meller, for bringing that to my attention and to the rest of the group. Um, just to give you an example of this, um, back in the summer, summer of 2011, um, no, it's a lie, it wasn't 2011, it was 2010, um, I was at a parachute jump, uh, not me doing it personally, uh, that's not my scene at all, but somebody that I was with was doing it, and uh, there was a lady there and she was absolutely terrified of doing this jump. And so much so that she was heading off into the realms of panic attacks and all that sort of thing. And um, my wife said, you know, I was a, a coach. I had some experience in these things. And uh, they asked me if I would uh, go and spend some time with her and talk her through a relaxation exercise. And so that's what I did. Although she didn't feel that she could actually do the jump, the nerves had left her body or the nervous symptoms had left her body, should I say that. She became a little bit more confident in what was going on. So that little exercise is something that I do use in my personal confidence trainings. So I'm going to go to a music break now. Then what I'm going to do when I come back is I'm going to teach you an even better... No, I won't say it's even better because it's not, not even better. It's a different sort of thing. But it's something that you can do that when you are in a situation where you've, you've got rid of the nerves, but you, you're actually lacking in confidence. I'm going to teach you something very, very simple, very easy to do, that, again, I know works. I've had friends that have used it, and I've had clients that have used it, and they've come back and said, that is absolutely fantastic. So when I see you the other side of the break, I'll give you this superb little confidence thing. So catch you in a moment.
well hi and welcome back to this the third part of the packed show that we have this week on personal confidence what i would like to do now is to go back over another technique and just to continue the story a little bit so when i left college i eventually discovered coaching and in particular confidence coaching many people become very anxious with everyday life it presents challenges that they feel ill-equipped to deal with and yet there are some very simple techniques that can be learned quickly that will create states of calm and confidence before any of these situations occur to stand up in front of friends and family to give a speech at a wedding even can be equally as bad as going on TV or into a recording studio but I firmly believe that you can learn this simple technique and that will enable you to flick a switch and turn on instant confidence. Now, a friend of mine who's a nurse came to me because she gets very, very nervous before going and taking examinations and things like that. She felt that she didn't have the confidence, so I taught her this technique. Now, she carries this piece of armour in her toolkit. I won't say too much yet because I want to leave this as a memory within you so she carries this in her toolkit and it helps her to create instant and i mean absolutely instant just like that confidence it's very very simple and should only take you a few attempts to to master this first of all what i want you to do is i want you to think of a time when you were demonstrating extreme confidence and i want you to see that playing out as a movie full colour movie in a circle on the floor in front of you. I want you to look at that and watch it and watch the very, very confident you. The person who could do no wrong. The person who was a joy to be around. And I want you to make the sounds that you hear. I want you to make them really, really loud. Absolutely, incredibly loud. Right? I want you to make the colours in the picture really stand out, be really, really vivid. So it's, it's like, whoa, that is incredible. Right? I want you to know what you were thinking, know what you were feeling, feeling that confidence, how, how you could not put a foot wrong, that you were absolutely, totally on the money, you were going to get whatever it was you set out to do. And that is how I want you to see that picture and experience those thoughts and feelings and sensations and emotions and when you've got that movie playing just play it over and over a couple of times see it there in all its glory really loud really vivid absolutely 100 percent magnification of what was going on then i want you to just bend down and pick that mirror up and hold it in your hands okay so you've got it there and it's still playing, that movie is still playing of you and your superbly confident you. And I want you to actually squash that mirror together, smaller and smaller and smaller. Until it becomes about the size of, what, if you put your third finger and your thumb together, that circle there, between those third finger and thumbs. And then see it there, playing out, still intensity that's incredible that volume that's amazing the confidence that's there inside it now i want you to take that image in that circle there and i want you to make it into a bracelet okay 
and I want you to put that bracelet onto your wrist, onto your left wrist. So you've got that bracelet there on your left wrist and it's still playing that movie. It's still there. You can still see the colours. You can still hear it. You can still feel the confidence that you had inside you at that particular time. And that's it. That is all you've got to do. Put that bracelet on, leave it there and then go about your daily life knowing that your confidence is locked in that bracelet so that whenever you need a shot of quick fire, instant confidence, all you've got to do is just with your right hand, just grab that bracelet and you'll see that picture. It's there, the instant confident you. And you are that person. Not anybody else, that's you. And with that confidence, you can move forwards into any situation. Now, the next bit of that that I absolutely love is the fact that if you get into a situation where you find yourself being extremely confident yet again, you can actually take that image, just reach out and grab that whole image, the what's going on, the sounds that you can hear, and literally just push it into the bracelet. Again, using your right hand, just take the image in your right hand and push it into the bracelet. And it's there for all time. Every time you need it, you can grab that bracelet and get instant confidence. So now you can understand why I said about the toolkit. Because it does form part of your toolkit, your confidence toolkit. But it's actually something that you carry with you all the time. So that's that. The confidence bracelet. So now I'm going to go into a couple of adverts. And when I come back, I'm going to do the fourth and final part of this show. Which is about how to deal with a perfectionist. And that should reveal a few interesting points. So, see you at the other side of the adverts. You're listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio, the sound of success. Coming to an internet site near you very shortly is a brand new business, The Witch's Shop. It caters for everything a witch, pagan or druid could possibly need for any occasion. So to find us, visit wwwthe witches shopcouk or you could find us on Facebook. So remember, for everything you could possibly need in your witch's broom cupboard, visit the-witches-shop.co.uk Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting and crafted with love. Old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. The Mrs. Mops range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes 
and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh, by the way, Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. Wish Upon a Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastarweddings.com. After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions. Or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07969 564528. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at gmail.com or visit her website at littlebirds service at reasonable rates. Our slogan, we don't cut corners, we clean them, says it all. So if you want fresh clean carpets, give us a call on 07530 630 The Carpet Fresh Man. Hi and welcome back again. Well, I hope you enjoyed those uh, adverts. And um, now we're in the fourth and final part of this particular broadcast on coaching radio, The Sound of Success. With me, Dave Baxter, from Altered Image Life Coaching. And I'd also like to say thanks for everybody listening, if they're tuning in on Cauldron FM, because this is going out as the coaching cauldron on that station. So, how to live with a perfectionist? Well, perfectionists are exactly that. They are a bunch of people who demand nothing less than perfection and they can be a real pain in the butt um i know when i'm sort of working with my music um i get to be a bit of a perfectionist i'm not that all the time but 
or at least I don't think I am, I hope I'm not, but, um, you know, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well, is what the way I was always brought up to think. And so, I yes, I can be guilty of that. And this is a collection of thoughts and ideas that will assist in managing a relationship with a perfectionist. And it's not a definitive list, it's just my thoughts and ideas. So firstly, you need to gain an understanding of the perfectionist, how they became so. It is not a trait that you're born with. It's learned behaviour. And because of that, it's, it can be unlearned. But however, do you really want to unlearn the search for perfection? So I think tolerance is the key here, but you need to know how to manage it. And there are usually two reasons, two fundamental reasons why somebody came this way. It can either be as a result of overbearing parents who continually push their child to strive for better and better behaviour. Or B, it can be the result of some major trauma in a young person's life that they believe is a result of being less than perfect. Okay, so it can either be from the parents... And I know in this this day and age, it's all very, very easy to blame the parents. But sometimes parents do make mistakes. I've made mistakes. My wife has made mistakes with our girls. So I do know that these can happen. Or it's a result of a trauma that uh, occurred in the young person's life. So you also then know how does a perfectionist actually function? What sort of things do they do? Do they have pattern thinking? And the way they function falls into, very broadly speaking, several different categories. The first one is rigid thinking. Rigid thinking can mean no deviations. They will not allow themselves to make mistakes. The second one is fear of failure and rejection. And I think that's probably why I strive so much on some of the things that I do. Because I don't want to fail. I don't want to be rejected because you believe that if you fail at something you'll be rejected by the people that you're trying to impress. Paradoxically that a perfectionist can also be driven by the fear of success because they set the standard that they will expect to be maintaining. Success will set that standard. So in other words, you'll find that this happens a lot with the musicians. They'll do an album and people will rave the album and say it's absolutely fantastic. And then they get all these great raves and it may go to number one in the charts or whatever. That sets a standard. And then they have to, they are driven to reach that standard or to maintain that standard again because not meeting that standard will mean, to them, rejection and failure. Another thing that perfectionists tend to suffer from is low self-esteem. Because a perfectionist needs to feel that they are loved and that they are given approval. This leads to them being blinded to the needs and feelings of the very people that they are seeking the love and approval from. So again, it's another paradox situation. And as a result of this drive for love and approval, they find it difficulty 
difficult, should I say, to maintain a deep and loving relationship. Black and white thinking. Perfectionists will always see things as black and white. Good or bad, perfect or imperfect. There is and can never be a middle ground. There is never any room in their life for a mediocre performance. It has to be perfect every time. Determination. They will strive to overcome any obstacle to achieve success. They are often very much results focused and fail to enjoy the process of getting there. Now, I can't be accused of that one because I do enjoy the process. It drives me mad when I make mistakes, I've got to say. But I am very much enjoying the moment anyway. It is important to realise that perfectionists have a life that is very, very tough because they have to endure all of the following. Low self-esteem, because they never feel good about themselves and they fear failure, and they feel lost. Gloom and despondency, <laughs> yeah, I know that one as well. They often believe it would be impossible to achieve goals because the standards that they set are so high that they often develop these negative attitudes. Depression. They are continually driven towards perfection, but realise that they cannot achieve it, and then become discouraged and depressed. Guilt is another problem for perfectionists. They never think that they can handle things well, so the end result is shame and guilt. Rigidity. They are often lacking in spontaneity and flow. Sometimes a perfectionist is suffering from lack of motivation. They always strive to achieve perfection and it is highly unlikely that a perfectionist will try anything new or outside of their current field of experience. Alternatively, they may try new things but give up early because they feel that their goals will never be reached. Obsessive behaviour. A perfectionist needs structure in their life and that becomes a catalyst and that leads to a focus on details and on rules. So structure becomes a catalyst that means a perfectionist will chase detail and will focus very deeply on those things. Compulsive behaviours. Eating disorders, alcoholism, drugs, shopping, gambling, sex, all areas of high risk that could appeal to a perfectionist and get them away from this fear of failure. So how do you deal with one? We are more aware of the things that they find difficult to deal with, and therefore we are better equipped to move forwards into dealing with the situations that manifest themselves. It can be terrifically frustrating experiences for someone who continually strives for perfection and expects everyone around them to do the same. They can be a constant drain on patients and the sanity of those around them. So here are some tips on how to deal with a perfectionist that will allow you to keep your head in the right place when getting things done. First of all, know that you are not crazy. There is definitely something seriously wrong with wanting to always be 100% perfect. It is impossible for the perfectionist to achieve this ideal state. 
Since a perfectionist may not be the most decisive person, it is your job to take on that role. For example, if you are working on a project, such as a painting or a decorating a home, and somebody that you're working with is a known perfectionist, don't play into their game. Allow them a few times to go back and forth on their ideas and rounds of changes. But at some point, you must be firm and assert and explain that while we would all love to have the decorating 100% perfect, there is always room for error. Then take charge and say something like, right, that's it, that's the final changes. Do you see any last minute details that you'd like done? Let them throw their paddy. Let them even walk away if necessary. If the person chooses to become unreasonable at your assertions and decides that they want to continue working through change after change, you must take a deep breath, a deep breath and remain reasonable. No good going off half-cocked, because that'll just make matters worse. Perform the changes that you feel are necessary, and then leave the perfectionist to his or her task. They may end up staying awake until two or three in the morning, pondering over ridiculous, unnecessary changes. But that isn't your problem. You are not required to be part of this perfectionist's madness. If the situation becomes a serious problem, or you feel that the perfectionist may try to throw you under the bus, definitely express your concerns in a non-confrontational way. Keep a clear, level head. Avoid conflicts with the perfectionist. And whatever you do, don't allow yourself to suffer because of their problem. Remember, and my last word on this subject is, misery loves company. The more you think about that statement, misery loves company, the more you realise that if the perfectionist can make you miserable as well as themselves, their misery is going to be quite happy because it's made somebody else miserable as well. So that brings us to the end of this show. Um, just another final piece of music to play out with and then I'll be say, taking my leave of you and wishing you the best things that life can give. And remember, as I always say, don't predict the future create it so from me dave baxter um and for those of you on cauldron fm who are listening the merlin i would like to say thank you very much for listening i hope you've enjoyed what i've been talking about please forgive the cough i've got a bit of a sore throat and i'm recovering from a cold over the uh, festive period but uh, that's not a cry for sympathy that's just one of those things it's a statement of fact i hope you put the uh, techniques into practice and that they work for you the same as they've worked for me over the years and I will come back to you very shortly in another few weeks with another show on Coaching Radio, The Sound of Success.
brings us really to the end of the show and I would just like to thank uh, Remy Ault, Sandy Prince and Frenchie and the Punk for providing the music and like to also say that if you want to get in touch with us please drop us a line at devonlifecoach at gmail.com or cauldronfm at gmail.com or if you want to advertise or make any comments or sponsor the show even you can contact us at broadcaststudio at gmail.com so until the next time thanks for listening and bye bye coaching radio is a moonshadow media production yes one take ha <laughs> ha